Oh yeah. Backdoor cover. Oh yeah. I'm not hitting the high porn today, Brad. You better check your uh, your energy levels, buddy. It's What's only wrong one, with you? There's only one football game left this season. I'm not happy about it. Oh, this is blue, Micah. Sadness is coming. The five steps of grieving or whatever. Did you skip over anger? Yeah. Oh, I was angry earlier. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Backdoor Cover. My name is Micah. This is Brad. We're here to talk about some football. We're going to talk about uh, some cage fighting. Cage right. fighting gets me excited. Good yeah. cage fight. Yeah, yeah. Blood, uh, we'll guts. talk about some news in sports. Maybe a little basketball. You want to talk some hoops today, Brad? Always. Let's talk a little hoops. Zion's coming back. For, for days now. Let's do this. All right. We're going to run through all the headlines. we got a lot to talk about. Thank you for joining us here on Backdoor Cover. This is a production of MWBK Creative and Sales. You know what else is a production of MWBK Creative and Sales, Brad? Tell me. Mind of Micah. How many episodes have you done since the last time you promoted it? One. Oh, you did? Well, I haven't done it yet, but I'm doing it tonight. Oh, so It'll you be, haven't done any. It's available wherever podcasts are, are found. It's, it's You can listen to it right now mm. where I'm talking about Curb Your Enthusiasm. Wow. I've got to pull up the music for that. I'm going to ask you every time now. You better be putting out new content for every time you're putting every out Every time. I might promotion. do Curb every week. I might okay. just break down Curb. Curb was so fucking good last night on Sunday night. We're recording this Monday night. You're listening to it Tuesday or later. Uh, Curb was fantastic. I'm going to talk about it. i got to come up with a name. Micah, Micah reviews breaking Jewish down comedy. Enthusiasm. Yes. Micah reviews Jewish comedy. I think that has a... Uh, has something. I think we can do a little bit better. But curb your enthusiasm, Brad. Let's talk Is it professional football. Jucom? Jucom? Uh, like rom-com? I don't know. Is that, a, is that a little bit of... Seems a little too much. Yeah. Okay. I'm just a work in progress. It's a great show, though. It was a great episode. So it was the season finale is what you're talking season about. Season premiere. Some real good Jucom, huh? It, it was. It was fantastic. Nice. Uh, you want to run through some headlines? Let's do this. Uh, Titans defensive coordinator Pease. I don't know what his first name is. He retires for a second time. That's something. Uh, Ex-Kane quarterback, or no, King. Former Houston quarterback, uh, De'Eric King, ends his speculation, is now transferring to Miami for his senior year. Okay. That's huge. Felipe Franks who I dogged on all season long, is now transferring from Florida to Arkansas, which is hilarious. Interesting. <laughs> uh, Baylor is the number one basketball team in America. That's interesting. Jumping over Gonzaga, if you didn't see that coming. Now you know. Now the football season's winding down. People start paying attention to college hoops. I mm -hmm. don't, but mm -hmm. some people do. Uh, Baylor is number one, Gonzaga number two. How, how unlikely is that? And... Uh, Gonzaga's not that shocking, but Baylor is. You want some some hoops? What kind of hoops? News. Uh, Chandler Parsons was NBA. injured in a uh, wreck hit by a drunk driver and has had like brain damage oh, at no. 2 p.m. on a Thursday. It's crazy. When did that happen? This happened uh, January 15th, I think. That is that is wild. That poor, poor Chandy. Poor dude. I mean, I never feel bad for Chandler. Chandler Why? was fine. Because Chandler fucks. Yeah, he got paid too, but he's damn, gotten paid sucks. several times. He's made uh, so hundreds of millions of dollars in the NBA, shockingly. But yeah, tough break for Chandler. Seriously injured in the crash, which oh, should have never occurred. His car is a his Bentley is wrapped around a tree in this picture. Yeah, I think it's a Bentley. A drunk driver hit him at two p.m. It's crazy. That's some uh, some real uh, alcoholism there. 
2 yeah. p.m. Yeah, not great. Mm. So shouts to Chandler. He was not practicing sober January, I take it. The driver was not. You yeah, know. apparently he had alcohol in the car with him too. Not great. Oh, not the great. doors are suicide too. They open backwards. Man, nice car. Sorry to hear about it. It was nice. Hey, uh, Conor McGregor, you remember him. Indeed. We'll talk more about the cage fight this weekend uh, a little bit later in the podcast. But uh, his King of coach, shoulder throws. John Kavanaugh has said that he will fight again uh, before the summer, which would be soon. I want him granted, to fight in like a 200 weight class. Granted, you just go all the way up. Just yeah. keep going. Just, going from 145 to 155 to 170 to, to 185 to, to 205. Is that what you're looking for? Yes, please. Maybe 225. A lot of, that would be some hard-hitting action right there. Well, we shall see. Did I break your brain with that suggestion? No, my brain my brain is on fire. Oh, good. Let's talk pro football. There were two games this weekend. There's one game coming up two weeks from now. Brad and I are not going to discuss the the Super Bowl at all today. Okay. Because I, I don't even want to start the hype machine. We we're we're going to do an extravaganza. Yeah, no the extravaganza. We'll, we need to start booking guests for the extravaganza now. Let us know who you want to hear from. Uh, call our hotline and tell us who you'd like to hear on the extravaganza. 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. That's our backdoor cover hotline, 800-392-6344. Do you want to hear from J-Bone? What do you, do you want mean? to hear from? Oh, I thought you were saying he called in the hotline. I was like, yeah? No, but I mean, if you'd like to hear from him, obviously you'll hear from Peter. And uh, Peter was talking a lot of shit about you, by the way, at the cage fight. We'll talk about that Oh, you too. watched the cage fight somewhere. You didn't invite me and someone talked shit about me while you were there. Well, Peter the Irish guy. Does that essentially honest. sum up what happened there? No, there was more. Okay. Peter the Irish guy is fucking amazing. What was he mad about? He's just mad about every. Well, I don't know. He was just talking shit. Okay. I'll let him tell me in person. Yeah. Say it to my face. Uh, let's talk football and then we'll get to cage fights. What do you say? I, I uh, concur. Great. Football's neat. Kansas City Chiefs 35, Tennessee Titans 24 in a game that wasn't that close in my opinion. It was uh, 34-17 until the Titans scored a... Late fourth quarter touchdown after uh, somehow executing a fake punt, if you saw that. Titans jumped out to a 10-0 lead, uh, uh, including 17-7 uh, later, and then the Chiefs just poured it on, uh, stomping them out. That 10-0 lead to start the game, though, kind of freaked me out a little bit. It did. It put just enough it scare into me a little bit, yeah. Um, well, we've seen the formula. We know the formula for beating Baltimore is what the Titans did to Baltimore. You jump ahead early, and then you just take, you know, make them one-dimensional. You can't make the Chiefs one-dimensional. If you're going to make them one-dimensional, you don't want them to be throwing the ball because they're fucking deadly. That's the wrong dimension. But, I mean, really, the plan is you slow down the game, you shorten the game, you you take the lead, you make them come from behind, you hope you pick off a couple passes. But that never happens because Pat Mahomes goes 23 of 35, 294, Three touchdowns, most importantly, zero picks, uh, only sacked twice. He had a passer rating of 120 and a QBR rating out of 100 of 97.5, which is really fucking good. It's pretty good. Uh, Mahomes also led the Chiefs in rushing. That's what I was going to say. That, so and I think it doesn't that was really matter. The most impressive thing was those rushes that he did have, they're crippling. Like, that was really well. Well, the, the 27-yard touchdown is... the. You know, touchdown is the one that's going to get all the pub, and mm. it's the one that's going to be remembered, and it's now going down as a legendary play in Chiefs history and all this stuff. But there were several times where he goes and gets you 12 yards on first and 10. Yeah. Or he gets you four yards on third and three. Or, like, he is 
he is really dangerous with his feet. And more importantly, not just the, where, when he takes off and breaks the line of scrimmage and rushes, what he does is he, the play happens, the play breaks down, mm-hmm. and it's the second three-second time frame of the play. You, you, you can defend the Chiefs perfectly for four, three or four seconds. And then he makes two guys miss, and now you got to defend him for another four seconds. And that dude can throw the ball over any blade of grass in the entire stadium. You have to cover the entire field against You're him saying with because precision. he's got such a fucking arm. So like, and he's so good at getting loose. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah, and and just a you know, I mean, Chiefs fans know this. Everybody knows this. Pat Mahomes, this is his third year in the league. He's gonna be doing this shit. He's gonna be run, just doing this for years. Did he say his entire? Rookie year, he only started like one game. I think he didn't start till week because that was when they had Alex Smith, right? Yeah. I wonder if there's something to that because Rogers sat his first three years, Mahomes sat his first year. I don't know. I wonder if there's something to that where quarterbacks who sit out their first year, first or second year, whatever, end up being much better. Curious. Also helps when they're probably the two most talented quarterbacks in football. That also is a contributing factor, I would imagine. Mahomes is incredible. Uh, the Chiefs are incredible. This defense is pretty good. They've gotten healthier. They've gotten significantly better. If you look at a, a bar chart of where this yeah. defense is, they are trending up. They've been trending up all season long. They've been getting more healthy. They held the Titans to only seven points in the in the second half, including you know one touchdown that didn't matter. Uh, this team's good. Seems really good. I will say one thing you didn't mention about Mahomes that I think is worth pointing out. I think he's a really good leader. Like I, you saw these clips of him from the sideline, like talking, being boisterous, running around. It was cold as shit. They'd like go over to the other sideline where um, the quarterback at Tennessee was at, and he'd have like these giant gloves on and just be like miserable and yeah, like the old huddled up. Cold coach quotient Tannehill. Yeah. And so, like I don't know. I thought that there was something to that as well, where one side there's all this energy and positive uh, reinforcement, that kind of stuff. So. Amongst all of his physical accolades, there may be some um, leadership mental stuff going on there, too. Well, it's hard not to believe in that, dude. Right? Like, I mean, I, who knows how great a leader he is, but it's clear that they, the, his teammates believe in him. And why the fuck wouldn't you when the dude does what he does all the time? Mm. Sammy Watkins, seven catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Do you know this is his first touchdown since week one? When yeah, he when he went three? off. Yeah, That's everyone crazy. thought he was going to have an incredible season. Spent eighty percent of their their waiver wire budget on him in week one, and he didn't catch another touchdown <laughs> until the fucking AFC Championship. <laughs> he is hurt for most of the year, if I remember correctly. Tyreek Hill was fucking unbelievable. Two first half touchdowns. Mm. Uh, he's a just a beast. I mean, these dudes—they've got guys running all over the field. Kelsey only caught three balls. Yeah, he didn't have a great game. Uh, they didn't need him, and they still were so explosive. They don't turn the ball over. I mean, Tennessee didn't turn the ball over either. No fumbles. No interceptions from IA. Ryan Tannehill, 21 to 31, 209 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. That's pretty good for Ryan Tannehill. That's that's pretty much as good as Ryan Tannehill can do. Yeah. Um, but the Chiefs are just too too much. They're too talented. They're too fast. I mean, they've got guys running all over. They, they've got, uh, you know, Nicole Hardeman or Hardman, whatever the guy's name is, is fast as hell. He is incredibly fast. I mean, like, fast. they're, they're backup Williams running backs. Yeah, yeah, Damian Williams, Demarcus Robinson caught two balls. Uh, they're just they're unstoppable on offense, and the question is, can you outscore them, and can you trick Mahomes into a turnover or two, or you find, you know, you really have to get lucky and hope for a fumble or something. Mm. I just don't see. We're not going to talk about the Super Bowl. I refuse. Okay. But I don't see any team holding 
the Chiefs under 28 points. They scored 35 with sort of with ease. Yeah, that's been your that's what you've rested your head on this entire postseason. So and uh, the Titans, you know, they put up 17 in the first half. That's pretty good. You're gonna, but we knew they were gonna have to get more than 24, and they didn't. I would say that is about as good as you can ask for out of Tannehill. Yeah, I mean, people were kind of shitting on him for the whole whole playoffs, but I mean, 21, 31, 209, two touches, no no picks. The other that's thing good. I love about the Chiefs is they have Tyron Matthew, who is fucking so good. The there were a bunch badger? of highlights. The Honey Badger is back, and he is so good. There were highlights of him uh, shutting down the Texans and and making plays uh, against uh, mm-hmm. against uh, Deshaun Watson, where he, he there was a play that sort of went viral on Twitter this week, where mm-hmm. he shut down the the first option, mm-hmm. then he scooted over and covered the second option, and then he forced Watson or, or yeah forced Watson to run and still stopped him behind the line of scrimmage, <laughs> like all in the same play. He's a difference maker. Was the He's problem with him that he was smoking people. weed? Is that what stopped him yes. in the beginning? Lots and Something lots of weed at LSU. Something fucked his career right off the bat. And then he kind of bounced well, And then back. he got hurt at one point, too. Yeah. But, I mean, he was great for Arizona and... Uh, has been tremendous. But it looked for the like Chiefs. he was going to flame out, and, and he's, he's the kind of guy. He's good now, yeah. He's the kind of guy who can can make a player two and win the game. He's such a fucking brutal hard hitter. He had a couple just huge shots. I'm sure he'll do that against the 49ers. This is the guy who he makes a player two. He he hammers somebody. A ball goes up in the air. It gets picked off, or he makes a play uh, with an interception. He forces a fumble. You don't see many defenders who make that much of an impact individually on a game. Like usually, it's a unit effort. Like maybe you have a shutdown corner, or whatever. But this or guy a does linebacker do some, or whatever. But do, he, he is does on seem another to level. Do like special yeah. things, doesn't he? He really does. And and they've, you know, it helps when when they're a team. The they usually get up and run away from people they have in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Even though they've gotten behind to start, they've gotten up on teams and forced them to be one dimensional. And he can just play center field and go run around and make plays. That's what he does. Uh, Impressive in every way. The the Titans, uh, you know, Derrick Henry ran out of gas, I guess you could say. I don't know. Either that or you give the Chiefs a lot of credit. 19 carries, 69 yards, only 3.6 a carry. His longest run was only 13 yards. He's a fucking monster, though. Uh, I just give the Chiefs' defense a lot of credit. They they had a good system in place, and they, they did what they needed to do to uh, shut down Derrick Henry and then force the Titans into throwing the football, and the game was pretty much over. Yeah. Uh, it's all about that explosive, explosive offense. So for the Chiefs, they, nineteen carries is the first time he's had under thirty carries in the playoffs. So I mean, there's something to be said. That's eleven short of thirty. That helps. Yeah, helps minimize. I mean, his, he'd uh, be over a hundred yards if he got another eleven carries guaranteed. So I, I don't know. I wonder why they went away from him. Well, they were losing. Well, they had to throw the football at the end. But I mean, the whole thing is you're trying to keep Mahomes off the field. Like you almost have to even. If you're losing, to continue to do that running, manage the clock, keep your defense like fresh, type of of of, of like strategy as well. They were down thinking. 18 points. They were down 35 17. They At had to point? throw the football the entire fourth quarter, basically. Well, then in the th- up the first three quarters, and I'm saying, yeah, you know I mean, like because yeah. they're up 10 0. Like there's prime time to just run Henry run up their and ass, run and run. Yeah, the Chiefs got off the field a couple times. The defense. Did what they needed to do. They went into the half 17-21. Like, they could have easily continued to do that into the fourth quarter. Casey put up 14 points in the fourth quarter. That was when they really got down. Mm. No points scored in the third. Yeah, surprising. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, the Chiefs look like a fucking juggernaut. I'm happy for the people of Kansas City, the Chiefs fans. Oh, absolutely. Back to the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years. 
51, if you look at the calendar, because they won the Super Bowl in 1969, was still played. Uh, All of our Missouri classmates are very yeah, excited. Yeah, the people of Missouri who either have not stopped watching pro football forever when the Rams left are now Chiefs fans generally, and they're happy. So you got the whole state behind you. you got you know other states behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shouts to the Chiefs. I'm happy for those people. Same. You know, there's also a, a franchise that's seen so many heartbreaking losses, many of them at home in the playoffs, going back to, to the Marty Schottenheimer days, to see them uh, win that game at home, and win these last two games at home after getting down early, the crowd getting a little nervous. They, I mean, they were booing this team against the Texans. And then to see them just explode the way they have, uh, I would anticipate nothing but more of that moving forward. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the uh, the past players come rolling out for the Super Bowl when you compare the Kansas City's past players versus the 49ers. Like they're pro- they both are, have been in the league similar amounts of time, but you're looking at Jerry Rice, uh, Joe Montana, uh, like all these like iconic players, and then you look at the the Chiefs side and you're like, huh. Holmes? Is Priest Holmes going to be there? Priest Holmes? Shouts to Priest. I'd love to see Priest. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's it. I mean, right? I Larry did see Johnson? Joe Montana. Yeah, he won't be around. He's a fucking truther. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Anyways, that was what I was kind of thinking. I did see uh, Montana send out a tweet that was like, I, I predict 100% my team will win. It was a photo of his two jerseys next to each other because mm. Joe Montana did play for the Chiefs at that's one point. very clever. Um, that's where he finished his career, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So that's something you'll that's that'll be a, a storyline we'll hear a little bit about this week, I'm sure. It's exciting. Mm. Big game. I'm pumped. Yeah, we'll cover storylines later. Let's get to Kansas City. Or well, we just got to Kansas City. Let's talk about the other game. 49ers. The Green 49ers Bay. stomped Green Bay. Ooh, it was a whipping. Are the 49ers that good, or is Green Bay just like the worst fifteen and four team in football? <laughs> Thirteen and and three, but okay. Uh I think that Green weren't they Bay's fourteen and four? Bad. What was their? They went twelve and okay, thirteen and four. Yeah, thirteen and three. Okay, is what it says. Here. Well, they won a playoff game too, so they're fourteen and fourteen ah, and four. I, I was right saying. the first time. Don't dis- don't doubt yourself, yeah. baby. Don't doubt yourself. Ah, you got good. this. Packers finished the season fourteen and four. There you are. Forty uh, Niners improved to fifteen and three. Not that that matters. Thirty-seven to twenty at home. This was ugly in the first half. Twenty-seven to nothing at halftime. Uh, I started watching uh, Soprano season two in yeah. the second half. Instead of watching honest. the second half, yeah, yeah, same. Actually, same, same. I was watching the second season of uh, Sopranos. Yeah, maybe enough. we'll have to do a, po- a Sopranos podcast. It won't be as good as your Kirby Enthusiasm <laughs> podcast on Mind Oh, Mike. boy. Way to shit on your own podcast while you're on your own podcast. You're going to love it. So where do you want to start? Do you want to guess how many passes Jimmy Garoppolo completed? I know it wasn't many. Six. Mm. He went six for eight. That's pretty good uh, accuracy. For 77 yards. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? Why wouldn't you at least let him throw a little more? Like, you don't want him going shook into the Super Bowl. Like, I'm only trusted to throw six, eight passes in a fucking championship game. Like, that's, I think that's bad coaching. I don't know. What do you think? No, you just win the game. You just stomp these fools. You, you already did stomp them. Throw some passes and get some, like, uh, you don't want him to get your quarterback. Hit. I, I, he doesn't need it. He did take a shot in his knee at like in early in the game that had me cringing and worried. I'm, I'm a knee specialist over here. 
after tearing up mine in 2018. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I saw him take a hit there. And I was like, ooh, ooh, put him on the bench. Let's talk about Raheem Mostert. Okay. Do you want to know all the teams he's played for? Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever heard? You know, this is back to who he played for. He's played mm-hmm. with the Niners now from 2016 uh, on. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse you. Bless you, I should say. Thank you. Well. So what's your thought process here? This is this is like the ultimate who he play for game. The, the guy went for 29 carries, 220 yards, and four touchdowns. Those are Derrick Henry. They didn't even run the football. Tevin Coleman got six carries. It's not like this is a running back by committee thing. And he got injured. And yeah, Moser, it just just hammered the football. Mm, uh, mm. I mean, 29 carries, 220, and four touchdowns? He's really made me? the most of his chances this year, hadn't he? It's like every time someone goes down or gets injured or he was a, they need someone to come and like fill in for their backfield, he comes in and just murders. Do you, do you know where he went to college? Tennessee State. He's from Florida. He was a two-star recruit, and he went to Purdue. Wow. That's a pretty good school with uh, Drew Brees and the rest of those guys who got understarred. He's like a 1,000 years younger than Drew Brees. I knew that, but uh, you mean he's not 40? He never ran for more than 529 yards in a season. In the pros. In college. Oh, in college. In college. Jesus. He's mostly a kickoff return guy. Yeah, I knew he was special teams. Like uh, a specialist. He went undrafted. He signed with the Eagles. Had a great preseason, mm-hmm. but then they cut him before the season. Uh, he was on their practice squad. Then he went to the Dolphins. He played in two. He returned two kicks for the Dolphins in 2015. Then he was released by them. He got picked up by Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore... He returned five kicks in seven games to the Ravens. Then he was cut by Baltimore. He ends up on the Browns. He was their starting kick returner for the final three games. He returned three kicks. He signed a one-year tender. Then he was waived by the Browns. Then he was signed by the Jets to the practice squad, but was released six days later. Then he signed with the Bears practice squad, and then he was elevated to the active roster. He appeared in two games for the Bears. Then he was released, and he was re-signed by the practice squad. Then he was released again. Then he was signed by the Niners to their practice squad. Then he made it on their active roster. He played in only week 17 in 2016. Week Year 2017, he was on the injured reserve the entire season. He finished with only six carries and 30 yards. Okay. 2018, he played very sparingly the first five games. However, his role increased in week six. He had 12 carries. He scored his first touchdown in week nine. And then he fractured his forearm during the game and was placed on injured reserve again. Jesus. He finished the 2018 season with 261 yards. Then he somehow, the Niners, credit to the Niners, signed him to a three-year contract extension, which seems kind of amazing. He scored his first touchdown. Uh, the season, it was the second, this last game was the second most rushing yards in an NFL postseason game. This is a guy that, that has done almost nothing in his entire career. It's amazing. That's it. That's that's the soapbox. His rushing yards, 2015, 0, 2016, 6, 2017, 30, 2018, 261. Shark surf. bite? Oh, I knew he was a surfer, which is really fucking cool. Yeah, so there you go. 
he keeps a list of teams that cut him before he signed with the 49ers, and he looks at it for motivation before every game. I mean, what do you want him to do? So there you go. Now when you're at a Super Bowl party in two weeks, you can tell the story of Raheem Mostert. Nobody else will know about it until they talk about the entire game. Aaron Andrews will be talking about it. What an amazing story he is. Uh, big shouts to him. But who would have thought? Uh, and, and they're going to need him since, as you mentioned, uh, what's his name, Tevin Coleman went down. Shoulder there, injury. There's some talk about him coming back in two weeks, but that seems unlikely considering he was basically carted off the field. There's not a whole lot else to talk about with the 49ers on offense. They just, I mean, they only completed six fucking passes and they handed the ball off to Mostert uh, 29 times. It's all about this defense, though, just like it's been all season for the 49ers. They are excellent. They are outstanding they are sort of a no-name defense in some ways, other than Nick Bosa, the rookie uh, uh, pass rusher, and Richard Sherman, who is the loudest player in football, basically. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and Richard Sherman just doing what he does, uh, making picks. Wait, did he have an interception? No, I, I guess he did not. Um, I don't believe so. Uh, he did have an interception, yeah. He had an interception, as did Emmanuel Mosley. You know, this... You know, we'll talk about the first half of this game because I don't know why anyone would watch the second half. Lord knows I didn't uh, for most of it. The Packers panicked here, and they made mistakes, and they were cooked. But they got behind early, and and things just got ugly for them. They they didn't start out ugly. Just to, you know, they they Niners get the ball first. They go three and out. Green Bay punts on their second possession. Uh, then the 49ers go six plays, 89 yards, and score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Then the the Packers punt again. Then Green Bay scores a field goal uh, after a terrible punt. I think San it was like Fran, a 22-yard punt. Yeah, San Francisco did. It was a really, really bad punt. Or no, it was a, a good punt with a, a good return. 48-yard punt with a 26-yard return. Okay. So now we're looking at 10 nothing. Um. Yeah, ten nothing on the first play of the second quarter. Okay, Green Bay goes three and out again. And at this point, you could tell things might get ugly for them. They just look. They look tight. Mm-hmm. They look confused. They look like they didn't know what hit them uh, playing against the defense. I mean that when you shut down Aaron Rodgers, when you when his first drives go five plays, five plays, three plays. Like you know, you're really doing something. After that, then then that this is where Green Bay had a 23 yard punt, and all of the momentum was was all over San Francisco here mm-hmm. as they led 17 nothing. Well, they led 10 nothing at this point. After the 23 yard punt, they go six plays, 37 yards, run, 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 run. Mostert, touchdown. Mostert, Mosert, Mosert, Garoppolo, Coleman, yeah. Coleman Mosert. Now, all of a sudden, you look up, and it's 17 nothing, Which is a lot, but this is it's not insurmountable. It's manageable. you got Aaron Rodgers. It's manageable with Rodgers in, in that offense. There's nine minutes left in the second quarter. There's a long way to go, but it's not looking good. Let's We can all admit that. Then Green Bay gets a little something going. They, uh, mm-hmm. they break a 23-yard pass. They, you know, they, they get a, pick up another first down. Uh, they, they're driving into the San Francisco 25-yard line. And then Aaron Rodgers fumbles on what was like an aborted snap. I forget exactly what this was. I've never seen it says aborted in the box score. Yeah, it's so aborted, never seen that whatever before. that means, yeah. This, he basically dropped the snap. 
And that was the fucking nut crush. Uh, that was it in my mind. Because San Francisco then goes eight plays, 65 yards, run, 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 timeout, run, run, short pass, run, field goal. Uh, perhaps you're you're starting to see uh see A this theme. So now it's twenty to nothing. There's still uh, two minutes left in the in the second quarter, though. And so you're thinking, well, hell, if Green Bay gets the ball, they can go down the field here. They get some points, and then they're going to get the ball to start the second half. They might be in a pretty good place. Uh-uh. Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers uh, picks up 19 yards on first down. You're like, okay, here we go. You know, this is this is good. They muff the they muff, they muff the kickoff, by the way, and uh, only only go for six yards. So. They get 19 yards, you're like, all right, here's a chance. Then Green Bay has a penalty where you're like, these fucking guys have their head up their ass today. And they throw an incompletion, and Aaron Rodgers throws the interception uh, there to uh, Mosley. Uh, Mosley runs it back, uh, and now Green Bay is, uh, they're cooked, basically. They're cooked. Okay. And, you know, followed that by uh, San Francisco gets the ball back. Run, 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 touchdown. I mean, fuck, Mozart for 11, Mozart for 1, Mozart for 18, touchdown, 27 nothing, game over. And then hilariously, before the end of the half, Green Bay went 3 and out on three straight incompletions, had to punt again. So it's 27 to nothing, and basically everybody turned their TV off. Yes, and people started watching uh, Sopranos. Yeah, time to uh, deep dive into Sopranos season two. An aborted snap. That's a non-forced fumble and a tackle of a guy who recovered the ball. Whatever that. I've never even heard that before. I've never heard that terminology. But uh, 27 to nothing and a half, and Niners going to win 37 to 20, and just running the football. I, the, this defense is for real. Green Bay scored uh, 20 points uh, in the second half, but this game was over. And uh, the 49ers go back to the Super Bowl. They're looking to win their sixth Super Bowl, which would tie uh, Pittsburgh and New England for most ever. I hate them. I've always hated the 49ers since really? I was a child. Oh, I've always liked them. Oh, you're trash. I can't help it. Trash. Jim, Jimmy trash G, uh, very handsome. They've always been awesome since uh, Tech Mobile. They've always had awesome awesome jerseys. They've always been fun to watch. Okay. Is that nothing that, that you look I don't. Perplexed? I don't remember. I never played with them the 49ers and the Raiders. Tech Mobile. I was always uh, a Giants guy. Oh, really? Yeah, they had... Well, I'm uh, talking about the original. Oh, I was Tecmo Tec- Super Bowl. Okay, so I'm just talking about Tecmo Bowl. It was always like the Raiders and the 49ers still had uh, Rice and all those guys. Yeah. is What year was Bosa drafted? 2019, it says here, first pick. Yeah, no, he's a rookie. So this Bosa he is. was the second pick in the draft by the 49ers, and they are headed to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Niners had not made the playoffs in five consecutive seasons before this year, and now they're headed to the Super Bowl. What did they go last year, like... How many games did they went? Five, maybe? Must have lost a bunch if they had the second right? pick in the draft. Jesus. Unless they trade up for that. I forget how I think that they actually lost a bunch of games, though. Well, did they lose? They lost Jimmy G last year. That's right. Uh, and fell to shit. Finished third in the NFC West. <laughs> uh, let's see. Are you looking at it right now? I've got him at 4-12. and 12. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 4-12. and 12. Finishing, let's see here. Yeah, you're right. Third. Cardinals were three and 13 and had the first pick. So it was Cardinals and then 49ers, first and second pick, and they're both yeah. in the same division. Four and 12. Interesting. 
So there you go. Uh, there's your Super Bowl matchup. Do, should we talk about the line? Fuck yeah. I know. We got two weeks to talk about this, but... Let's just see what it opens. Let's, let's talk about the opening It'll line. change. It'll shift. I think it's three points, yeah? Mm. Well, you look it up. The other thing of note here, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's 10-8 and eight in playoffs all time. It's not great. He's approaching that 50% range. Um... Let's see. I've got him here. Rogers ten and eight. Yeah, ten wins, eight mm-hmm. losses, and eighteen attempts. So he's at fifty five point six. The opening line at uh, most sports books was a was a pick'em, which is pretty awesome. Point spread has now grown to KC minus one around most shops. Uh, it was a pick'em. Yeah. How interesting. Well, I can't wait to hear what uh, can't miss Mitch thinks and the algorithm. Me too. And I've had some thoughts about this actually. Yeah. I think the algorithm is only safe on regular season games because it doesn't know how to weight playoff matchups. Like, playoff games are obviously different. There are different outcomes than regular season outcomes. It's just a different game. And there's no adjustment to the algorithm. So, therefore, I think it's a regular season. I'll have to ask this of Mitch. He'll actually know if there aren't actual adjustments. I assume there aren't. But uh, that was one thing I was thinking about is, yeah, it's very accurate during the regular season, but there's a chance that during the during the playoffs, it's it's using the same data, but that wouldn't be accurate because it's a different game. Indeed, you know, over under open at fifty one and a half has grown to fifty two and a half. So I would imagine that may get a little higher. Hmm. I've got it at two on mybookie.ag. Wow, uh, and the over under is at fifty five. I knew it would bounce up. That's that's too high. San Francisco is a dog. You know, I, without talking too much on this, I will say this. Mm. The the play here, and we should call my book and see if they want to sponsor our extravaganza now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. The play is if you think the Chiefs are going to win the game, which I do, spoiler alert, you take the Chiefs, you parlay it with Mahomes to win the MVP. Okay. And perhaps the over, but certainly, and I think the over, but certainly you parlay Chiefs and Mahomes. Because if the Chiefs win, Mahomes 100% is going to win the MVP. You think so? There's no way they're giving this to Sammy Watkins because he catches three touchdowns. Well, they're not going to give it to... Um, and they're not going to run the football enough to... Like, the, their running back is not going to score four, four touchdowns. Four rushing touchdowns? Like, there's a 100% chance it's Mahomes. There's might not even be any money if you parlay those two things. But if you believe in it, you might as well. Because he's winning the MVP. Unless he gets hurt on the first play. A Chiefs victory is a guaranteed Mahomes MVP. So I, I would bundle those two things. I did that uh, 10 years ago, actually, when Drew Brees won the Super Bowl. I knew that if the Saints were to win the Super Bowl, Drew Brees can win the MVP. I took the Saints and Drew. Smart. I, I won a nice nice, nice winning. Cashed out. It's nice. Uh, what's the name of the running back that was from Oklahoma State that had the uh, assault charge against him? Oh, Hunt? No. God damn it. The Chiefs have had a lot of uh, uh, Damian Williams, LaShawn McCoy. The best player on their whole team. The fastest guy. He lines up in the slot. He plays a little running back. Oh. He's a receiver. Oh, he's not a running back at all. Yeah, he plays across all over the court, all over the field, but he's a receiver. I yeah. didn't say running Tyreek back. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. That's who I was trying to think of. And the reason why I was thinking of it is if there was to be a non-Mahomes MVP, Ooh. it would maybe be him, but they're not giving it to a guy who beat up a pregnant lady. I agree. See? 
He, you are right. He's the one. What he, a you terrible, could see him taking a punt return back. The route to get to that logic was terrible. But now that you've seen see where I'm you're going, going with it. He's the only other option, but you're right. The chances of that happening are, are slim to none. I don't think they'd let him win. I just don't. Well, he's not going to Disney World. Ray, Ray Lewis won, <laughs> won it. You know, Ray Lewis won the, the MVP the year after his, his murder trial. He murdered that guy. I think murder is less frowned upon than beating up a pregnant lady. Well, perhaps, but. He still won the MVP, but they didn't let him do the I'm doing the Disney World thing. Hmm. Trent Dilfer got to say it and got to go to Disney World. They didn't invite Ray Lewis. Interesting. Let's talk cage fights. You want to talk about some more violence? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a little violence. Uh, as predicted here on Backdoor Cover, the rest of UFC, what, 246? I don't even know what number this was. Yeah, 246 on Saturday. 246 was a one-fight card. And all the other fights were terrible, except for the Conor McGregor fight. That fight was terrible, too. What are you talking about? It was fucking amazing. Conor McGregor knocks out Donald Cerrone in just 40 seconds in the main event of 246 in Los Angeles on Saturday. Uh, truly incredible performance by McGregor. He did not get touched uh, throughout the fight. Cerrone did not land You mean over strike. 40 seconds he didn't get touched? Yeah. Yeah. You step in the fucking octagon with, with Cowboy Cerrone and not get touched, Brad. Big bitch. I'm not claiming to be notorious in the greatest of all time. Connor's coach. Uh, this is a bad week to talk shit on Connor McGregor. I know. I know. Shit. Yo, you are. No. You're talking shit. I'm not going to stand for this. I'm not talking just shit. Just stop, Brad. Hey, fucking stop. Just saying. There's only one Connor McGregor, and he fucking proved it. Yeah, and there's only one notorious, and he ain't it. All right. But okay, so go ahead. Just let me talk about this, and then we'll talk about Notorious, because okay. I want to talk about the Notorious Peter the Irish guy. <laughs> okay. Connor comes out. If you haven't seen the fight by now, I'd show you. I, I'm sure I would post it on Backdoor Cover Podcast Instagram, but we got mm -hmm. banned from Instagram for posting cage fighting stuff, so that's ironic. Yeah, Connor we, came get, out we get banned again if you were to do that. Yeah, Connor came out swinging, and uh, Cowboy, like, they just sprinted at each other. Cowboy uh, dodged a big left hook, but when he did, Connor kind of grabbed him. I'm sure people have mostly seen this by now. And he landed four strikes in a row with, in a way that no one has ever seen before. Okay. He grabbed a hold of him and threw his shoulder yeah. at Cowboy's face and landed four. Three times. Including, yeah, I think he landed three of the four, including the second one, which clearly flattened and broke Cowboy's nose. He just fucking flattened his nose with his shoulder blade. Insane. And after the fight, he said, like, oh, it was about changing levels. I can't do the Conor McGregor voice. But I've never seen this. I've watched a lot of cage fights. I've never seen someone use their shoulder as a weapon, ever. I mean, maybe, like, one time. But you no. could tell that was his, like, strategy. He hit him, like, three fucking consecutive times. I've never seen this. And, and, and you may say, Micah, what the fuck do you know? You only had one professional cage fight. <laughs> You're not really a pro cage fighter. How much cage fight do you watch? Let's ask Cowboy Cerrone, who owns the UFC record for most UFC fights. He spent a lot of time in the in the cage. After the after the fight, he said, "I've never seen that." What like what in the hell? If Cowboy Cerrone has never seen it before, how how is anyone supposed to defend this? It was incredible. This was worth every dollar just to watch the forty seconds of just humiliation. You seem you seem unimpressed. <laughs> There's just so many things about this that kind of piss me off. Starting with Cowboy Cerrone being 
ornery about people asking him, why wouldn't you take the guy to the ground? Why are you standing and punching with this guy? He's the greatest of all time. Oh, because I want to see what it's like to punch against the greatest of all time. Well, you get knocked out in 40 seconds. That's what it's like. You're not even trying to win at this point. Like, what are you doing? Uh, that annoyed me. And then the fact that he didn't really even get punched. He just got elbowed or shouldered in the face three times and then kicked. Well, he got kicked in the head pretty fucking hard. Yeah, but that's no punch. Zero punches. So he was there to to see what it's like to punch with the best. And then he got shouldered to death and kicked in the face. He didn't even take a punch. Maybe he did. But <laughs> the whole thing, the whole strategy just makes him look dumb. It makes me sound dumb even talking about it. Like, how do you go into that fight with that response to begin with? Oh, yeah, I just want to see what it's like. And then, boom, you're knocked out. You're done. Come up with something interesting. Come on now. So you're 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 out on Cowboy Cerrone, huh? Well, I mean... Brad Key is no uh, fan of the Unless Cowboy. the next time he's interviewed, he's like, yeah, that was stupid. I probably should have taken him to the ground. Then I can forgive him. But if he's going to sit on that corner and die on it, oh, he, ne- he never, he didn't try to take him to the ground. Connor ran straight at him and threw a fucking, he threw a shoulder blade at him. No one's ever seen this before. Yeah. So duck and take him to the ground. This is, this is unbelievable. Okay. It was an unbelievable set of circumstances. The fight shouldn't have lasted 40 seconds either. Fucking Herb Dean, who I believe to be one of the most overrated officials in mixed martial arts, has got to end this fight at least 10 seconds before that. He was just raining blows down on him. I mean, you got to let it go. It's a championship bout. You can't call it early. After the fight, well, it's not a championship fight. It's just a fight. Oh, it is? Connor doesn't have a belt. No. Oh, I just assumed he's the world champion always because he's getting paid $80 million. Oh, he million acts like it all fight. the time. Yeah. Well, allegedly. The, there's no way he's making that much money. That's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the fight, Dana White came out and said that the, the fight to make is is Khabib versus Connor too. Okay. I'm very much out on this. I don't want to see that fight. It's a bad Why? matchup because I'm a Conor McGregor fan. It's a bad matchup for Conor McGregor. Interesting. What does Khabib do well that Khabib is a, can't combat? The best wrestler in the world. So it would be a ground type of deal. Yes, and he will take you to the ground, and he will lay on you, and he will just beat on you. That's what he did in the first fight, and that's what he do in the second fight. Do you think that Khabib, Khabib is would be like? I think I just want to stand up and punch no, with Khabib the best in the world. That. that would be a good idea for me. No, and I don't give a fuck if you don't like because it it's my decision. Oh, you're really heated at the Cowboy. It just It's just so dumb it hurts. Did you know that uh, LeBron James is 18-0 and against Kimba Walker in his career? No. I think he wanted Wait, to no, draft no, him I'm in sorry. Miami, too. 28 times. 28-0? No? 28-0. This is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Well, Kimba Walker's a three-time All-Star. Yeah, but for the, the in almost all of them, probably except for one, maybe, he is playing for a depleted... Uh, Carolina team like the, he was never on good rosters and LeBron was always playing with super super rosters 24 times in the regular season with Charlotte yeah 24 four times in the playoffs all 28 losses to LeBron all Charlotte any yeah. any uh Boston this is his first game in Boston tonight oh interesting as a, so that's why they're saying yeah. it yeah he's still it's probably the underdog though. yeah Khabib is undefeated I think he's like 28 no uh so that's something Khabib yeah that's who Connor's gonna face next oh i don't want to see it i don't think it's going to happen truthfully i i i would love to see connor beat jorge masvidal that that would be fun they would talk a lot of shit mm-hmm. uh i khabib has to beat tony ferguson next which i think he probably Turd will ferguson? not turd ferguson but uh you know dana saying it's the biggest fight these are worldwide superstars i'm not so sure i mean i, I just don't know how big a draw khabib really is 
Well, it doesn't sound like you actually want to see the best fight. You just want to see the most entertaining. Yeah, which it's is what, cage fights. Which That's is what Dana is trying to put together here. No, well... He's hyping those as good fights because those are stand-up, knock-em-out fights. See, it seems weird to me because Khabib faces Ferguson April 18th, which is a long... Uh, which is, seems like a long way away. They've already... That's been announced? Yeah. It's been announced a while ago. Uh, this is the second time they tried to make that fight. They tried to fight in uh, 2017, but I think Khabib pulled out. He's 28-0 too, just like LeBron. But anyway, um, Tony Ferguson's tough, but Khabib should win that fight. I just don't... Connor's saying he wants to fight again in, in before the summer, and it, that just doesn't seem possible unless he's going to f- fight somebody in between. You like, mean he wants to fight in the summer and still have this this April 18th fight? Like two more fights? If Connor's going to fight Khabib, yeah. and Khabib's not fighting until April 18th, then Khabib isn't going to fight again until after the summer, probably. Mm. And so you've got Connor, who didn't get touched, who fought in January, waiting all the way till like, I don't know, September to fight again. That seems stupid. Gotcha. Give me Connor against Masvidal in April, and then let's run these two guys. If we're going to do Connor versus Khabib a second time, give me Connor, Connor and Masvidal one more time. Give me Connor versus somebody I want to see. Okay. And Connor's a better fighter than Masvidal. And I, I'm a Connor McGregor fan, so I'd like to see that. I mean, that would be entertaining. <coughs> It'd also be cool to have them both on the same card, right? So you could see like uh, each of them matched up versus an opponent, and then you know they, who the the two winners, which would obviously be those two guys, uh, facing off in September or whenever it is. Yeah, that's true. That kind of is Sorry. good for hype, right? Uh, yeah, but it's also good for hype if uh, Connor's sitting on the front row just talking shit in a suit, yeah. and Khabib wins and they they get into a fight, you know. I mean, I don't have, see, we I know see who him these two still guys doing are. that and still fighting. I can see him just making the entire fight about talking shit to. Well, they've already done this. They've done this once before with yeah. the, with, and I mean, they will this time too. the The promotion for this fight will be fun. I, I just don't want to see it as a fight as a, a fight fan, but the the promotion will be fun. Okay. Khabib doesn't talk, but Connor will carry it. But Khabib's guys, you remember, uh, jumped in the the cage and and took shots at Connor after the fight was over. Like, there's a lot of bad blood between these two dudes. So, uh, we'll see. Let's talk about Peter the Irish guy. Okay. Co-host of Backdoor Covers uh, Baseball spinoff. Tight and high. Also, uh, co-host of Backdoor Covers spinoff. Oops. The Buttercut. The Buttercut. You did that just like I usually do it. Yeah. Wrong button push, then right button push. How about that jam, though? So, about Peter. Peter was fucking twisted, as he would say. Twisted. He was so drunk at this party. And was Garza there? Garza was there. Okay. Garza was fucked up, too. Yeah, Garza's a vegan uh, slash homeless <laughs> drunk person now. He said homeless on the last podcast. Anyways, continue. <laughs> we, yeah. Uh, Peter was there talking shit on Brad, which was always funny. What was he saying? He's talking to people. He's like, oh, this, this guy right here. He's the fucking guy. He carries the podcast, not Brad. He's a faggot. Oh, he I was, was like, talking no, about- you can't say that. Quit calling people the F word, Peter. And he's like, no. Oh, he's talking about you, though. He's he's gassing you up He was up gassing me up, but tearing you down at okay. the same time to total okay. strangers. And it was kind of hilarious. I, I loved it. The, but the thing that he kept doing <clears throat> is he was just standing in the back of the room just going, notorious. That's it? 
the notorious just over and over every like every five to six seconds how many people in this room 30 oh wow and most are not paying attention and just the notorious and just screaming it over and over again not saying conor mcgregor just going the notorious he doesn't even like conor mcgregor he likes him now because conor did like one interview where he seemed humble and that's all it took to get Peter on his side. Yeah, that was endearing enough. He called he's, him. A, he's hit that threshold. Of, he called of him a bandwagon. He kept fat. calling him. He's like, he's a cunt, but he's my countryman. And somebody was there like, <laughs> Peter moved to America when he was two. Shut the fuck up. I, I love. I just loved all of it. Can I get this from you, Brad? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I loved every part of Peter the Irish guy watching Conor McGregor, and then like in the post-fight press conference, nobody understands. Or you know, after the fight, he's yelling. And nobody understands. They're like, Peter, what did he just say? He's like, oh, he said, I fucked that guy up. And I, we're going to drink whiskey tonight. Like, it, he was there to translate, which was great. Which is necessary. There's some some slang and some lingo. Remember when he said he was on the rag on the last podcast? Yeah, I had no idea what that I meant. I still don't know what that means. But those are the types of things that Peter has insight on that most people wouldn't. That Irish street slang. And that's it. That's That's the whole thing. So were you just telling that story about him gassing you up to make yourself feel good? No, I just to make me say, look bad. Give, I like it when people talk shit on you. You do? It's funny. It's I, I, I'm trying to start like a little feud between you and Peter. Why would you do that? I'm just, I think it'd be good content. It's pretty hard to fight me. You always lose. I'd like to see you. And Peter and, and Garza are just fighting about how, who's going to win the decathlon and shit. Oh, they're going to do the... the Drunk homeless decathlon thing. Yeah, they wanted they want to prove who the better athlete is. I won fifty bucks off Garza in uh, on a bet on McGregor. He took uh, Cowboy. Yeah, I was like, I'll I'll take this. I'll hold on to this. I'll go ahead and take your money. Said I'd I'd pay him one hundred and fifty, but he he handed me the fifty. He was so fucking twisted, and I was like, all right, I'll hang on to this. He had cash. Yeah, and then yeah, Chris fifty dollar bill. He won the fight, and I just walked out. Pierce, my buddy Pierce was there. He was fucking twisted. Pierce like, take me home. And I'm like, all right. And we just walked out the door. And then I got home. I was like, I have the 50 that Garza gave me. Do you feel bad? No. We spent so much more on snacks for Garza than 50 bucks. Like, this is. I pay for those It was a real bet. What do you mean, we? Oh, come on. Some of that comes. That comes out of the MWBK slash fund. Occasionally. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. let's, Let's go ahead and deposit that 50 back in. Yeah. It was great. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of it. Uh, Damn, yeah, we went a we'll, long time go, for two games. In we'll a take fight. that fifty and buy like nothing but pork rinds and shit that Garza can't eat because he's a vegan f- pussy. I think he's done on uh, February first. Well, we, we still there's got no way he's staying Super vegan Bowl, for life. Oh yeah, of course not. Super Bowl <clears throat> extravaganza coming up before that. Garza has a big campaign to uh, launch here for the Saturday, the Super Bowl being moved to Saturday. That's his. That's his big. His big initiative this uh, this winter, whatever you want to call it. He's going. He's marching on. Um, Washington. I mean, I would love that. Can't be denied. I'd vote for any of these. I would vote for any candidate who pushes for moving the Super Bowl to Saturday or giving me Monday off, making Monday a national holiday. What if it was Trump? I would vote for any of the other candidates. (laughs) (laughs) What if it was Kim Kardashian? Hey, you know, it's funny we're talking about Donald Trump because uh, Trump voters had a had a, a big part in last night's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, really? Our Sunday night's Curb Your Enthusiasm season 10 premiere, which I break down on Mind of Micah. It's available wherever podcasts are found. And this is me wrapping this podcast. Yeah, up, let's right? call this thing. Call our hotline, 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. We will come back with an extravaganza. I don't know if we're back later. 
this week or not. Let's we'll, do some NBA stuff, too. Yeah, we should get back on the hoops. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know who you want to hear on the extravaganza, and we will uh, we'll bring it forward. All right. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>